Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to podcasts from The Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's uh, podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall, it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today. And uh, but more specifically, chapter ten discusses the twelve things men fear about church. And so we're going to cover those twelve things starting today. And so the first of these twelve. Uh, we discussed um, fear number one, I'll hate church like when I was a kid. Fear number two, I'll lose control. Fear number three being I'll get stuck with some weirdo, uh, which I, I think was probably one of my favorite ones to talk about. I go Ned Flanders. So far. <laughs> so far. Um, and fear number four, is he gay? Uh, I'm just going to jump right into reading... From David's book here. Well, uh, what a weird title. First it, of well, all. it is. And Before it, we... Yeah, it's so like, it threw me off at first, and I was, uh, I totally thought that it was going to be going in a different direction, uh, more focused on the uh, the individual. Um, but anyway, let's dive in and, and kind of see what he has to say here. I remember the good old days when preachers used to have affairs with women. Today's headlines shriek. Local pastor accused of inappropriately touching men. Minister defrocked for secret gay relationship. Priest accused of molesting boys. Then there are headlines like these. Church debates gay marriage. Denomination elevates gay bishop. The media has worked overtime associating the words church and gay to the point that men are starting to think the church is chuck full Closeted Liberacis. They're not far from the truth. Homosexuality is widespread in many churches today. Experts estimate that anywhere from 15 to 50% of Catholic priests in the U.S. are gay. If you're a black man looking for a homosexual hookup, just go to church. So says L.G. King, a bisexual who claims to have found multiple male sex partners in African-American congregations. Michael Stevens, an African-American pastor from North Carolina, says that in many congregations, it's, n- it's a not-so-quiet secret among parishioners that their minister is involved in a secret homosexual relationship, even as he thunders against the practice from the pulpit. These gay undercurrents can cause a man to keep the church at arm's length. The fear of an unwanted advance makes guys think twice before joining a men's small group or meeting with a guy from the church for coffee. It suppresses attendance at the annual men's retreat. Some men are afraid to send their sons to church camps or allow boys 
to be mentored by other men. <clears throat> so, yeah, totally went the other direction with that. <laughs> um, well, first off, the, the first thing that he says there is the good old days <laughs> so, when pastors were having affairs. I, 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 I believe he's being a little facetious there. <laughs> Um, I think yeah, I think he's just doing a compare contrast. But. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So this this one, I I've got to be honest. Um, it's I don't have much personal experience with this. I I don't. This has never been a fear that I've heard. Um, and you were saying the same thing. It's never been a fear that you've talked with anybody about as to why they go to church. Yeah, this one's got got me scratching my head and I'm not I'm sure David has done a lot of research and statistics and there's certainly a reason he put this in his top 12 fears so I we're just not in the right groups to hear this maybe we are in the right groups where we're not hearing this sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah this is not something that I personally have have heard um, for sure but I, I guarantee uh, again this is a great uh, another great example of why I feel that um, not just church leadership mm-hmm. should read this book, yeah. but um, if you go to church, you should read this book yeah. because it, it really does open your eyes to um, maybe some of the reasons why you're having attendance issues that you might be having sure. or why you're having a lack of uh, leadership from men within your church. Yeah, so so this is not exactly what I've heard from men when I've talked to them about hey, why don't you why aren't you going to church? I've never had someone say, "Well, I think the pastor's gay." Sure. <laughs> um what I have heard is talks about the sex scandals in the church with you know, of course the the Catholic church pops up a lot. And probably more so because they're celibate, uh, you know. Well, you know, that's but. always been something that's, <laughs> and and I don't mean any disrespect, but um, it's always been something that's kind of, um, I I know, uh, okay, so we have the verse, um, it's better to marry than to burn with passion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Bible also talks about how if, um, you know, what I, I'm trying yeah, to so, so Paul encourages us if we can go without yeah, to right. stay single right stay right. single you're you're more fle- and honestly you are more flexible to uh, serve the Lord in many ways I I believe just because I mean how many times have you wanted to go do something and you can't because oh man you you know you well know, I got to talk I with think my wife. job gets in the way too like I'd oh, love absolutely. to take sure. like a summer trip on like summer missions trip sure but. yeah totally <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, uh, the, and I lost my train of thought there. Well, well can you help me out with that? Well, it's because you interrupted me. It was my oh, train right. of thought. Okay. <laughs> so my train of thought was I, I, it's what I do. <laughs> I've heard about the sex scandals and people talking about it, but I've never heard someone talk about it in such a way where they even hinted at that's the reason they don't come to church, that that is even a fear why they don't come to church. Sure, sure. And then I've heard the flip side. I've heard men that I know are homosexuals who stay away from the church because they're not welcoming 
to homosexuals. For sure. Because they do preach it that it's a sin. Correct. But I've never heard this fear. Yeah, it's, this is this is a brand new one for me. Um, so I apologize. We're probably going to be a little bit shorter. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter episode for you guys. Um, just because I, I don't have a lot of uh, experience talking about this subject. However, um, maybe a little bit of a flip on, on this topic. So, you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to be labeled something they're not right. Regardless of what it is, nobody wants to be labeled something they're not. And, um, when I was, when I was in high school, I didn't date. Um, I, I wasn't sexually active and all the time, probably, probably on a daily basis, um, I got accused of being gay. Right. And, um, and, and I just like all of that, you know, when, when I, uh, when my wife and I met and started dating and, um, more so when I, I, Re, you know, when we got uh, engaged, I, none of that really bothered me anymore. Sure. But when I was single, yeah, it, it bothered me. And it, no, like, like I said, nobody wants to be labeled something they're not. Yeah. Um, and so I can see where if you're a single man and you're wanting to walk a pure lifestyle, um, I can totally see where, where that might be a concern um, that you would be labeled, mm-hmm. but not necessarily um, a concern that those involved in the church are, you know, gay or, or whatever it might be. Because let's face it, the the Bible does condemn um, sexual sins. Yeah, and um, but the Bible condemns all sexual sins, and does so within a single sentence. Right. Um, and so the fact that, you know, the fact that we pick out one of those uh, to kind of um, raise, raise the flag against or whatever, that's always been a, a little concern of mine <laughs> um, because there's, there's more adulterers in the church than there are homosexuals, guaranteed. Sure. There's, there's more, um, drunkards in the church than there are homosexuals. Um, there's more fornicators in the church than homosexuals. Like, I, I, I think we need to, uh, realize that, um, yes, the church is full of sinners. Okay. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna point out not um, not hypocrites because a hypocrite and and this is my own personal opinion so sorry if you differ from this well we're gonna that's one of the fears coming up well. <laughs> a, a hypocrite is someone who um, has has a rule that they cannot follow themselves right like this is their rule this is their standard that they cannot live up to themselves correct but. Christ was able to live up to his standard and we're just trying to reflect his standard, not our own. Um, and yeah, so, so that gets into a whole nother thing and it's another fear that we'll cover later on. But, um, 
the church is full of sexual sins because the church is full of sinners because the world is full of sinners. You, you don't stop sinning when you become a Christian. Right. The, the goal is to is to work on those things, become better as a way to honor God, as a way to honor the Christ who gave his life for you. But the church is, is not going to have any less sinners than outside of the church. And you brought up um, some good statistics about uh, sexual sins in the church, too, through a, a program that you went through. Yeah, so we were, we were talking about how we're all born sinful. You know, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And like you said, just because we become a Christian doesn't mean we become perfect overnight, that we can eliminate all of our sin. certainly means that we have the Holy Spirit who convicts us and empowers us. And sure, strengthens absolutely. Us, even though there is a thought out there among evangelicals that you do become perfect and you don't sin anymore. Uh, that is not me. <laughs> that, is, that is not me, uh, and I can prove it. <laughs> but yeah, my, my church actually, you. my church went through a, a series with the men, a uh, purity series. It's uh, called Conquer Series, the Battle Plan for Purity. And there's so many statistics out there. Barna Group is a really good one, but... This one just mentions, and specifically for evangelicals, um, a study of over 3,000 data points discovered that 60 to 70% of evangelical men, 50 to 58% of pastors, and 20 to 30% of women are sexually addicted. And I think it's it's specifically talking about uh, the rest of the, it's pretty much talking about pornography and stuff, but... sure. But sexual addiction is all of those. It's any sexual sin. Yeah. And and, and seventy percent of Christian men. And and what I what I like about those statistics is what you had mentioned um later on in that section or whatever, um, that those statistics are the same Outside of the church. Yeah, so in the, uh, that's a good one from the Barna group is it compares sexual sins with non-Christians and Christians, and they're basically identical, which is sad. Well, And same with divorce rates and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They're about the same. What's that say about us <laughs> you know, as Christians? Oh, for sure. You know, but I think one of the biggest things to take away from this um, is that The, the difference is sanctification, right? Um, so our, our outward actions um, or our inward struggles, <laughs> uh, maybe that's a better way to look at it, are, are very similar. They're, they're the same as everybody has. Um, the difference is we have... A cloak, <laughs> you know, we we have the stains removed from Christ, who's done it all perfect. And instead of choosing Himself, uh, which we talked about in, um, gosh, I don't remember what episode number it was, episode nine, ten, uh, sweat drops of blood with the stress that He was under oh, yeah. to go through. What he had to, what he had to endure, um, 
to walk in the way that God had planned for him versus the way he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things with us. Do we stress so much every day? You know, do, are we stressing over our sin? Are we stressing over um, the things that keep us, that, that drive a wedge between us and perfection? I can't say that I do. Right. I've, I've never sweat. I've never blood. sweat blood. First <laughs> um, Corinthians 6.11 talks about that. It says, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so, what you're what you're getting at here is that you know we've all sinned. Christ's blood washes us, redeems us. We're forgiven, and we can try to beat those temptations. But what about the people who? And, and so, not what about? What I want our listeners to hear is that if you're seeing this in your church, um, and it's something that. Uh, the congregation or people in the congregation are struggling with where it's a struggle. That's one thing. And I think that's what we're talking about here. But I think it's different when someone, a pastor specifically is standing up and is okay with this is, is openly in gay relationships, not trying to get out of them, but is preaching that it is okay, that it's not a sin I think that's where our listeners need to be careful. And I think that's where it would really be a fear is, is he gay? Should I be going to that church? What else are they teaching? Well, and for sure. Um, and, I, and I think because I, I think we lost most of our listeners right there because, <laughs> because half of them are, are uh, in support of what you just said. And the other half is shutting down uh, in disagreement. <laughs> But I think what we need to focus all on... All 12 of you. <laughs> all 12 of you. <laughs> um, and the two guys overseas that keep listening. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. Um, so I, I think what we need to focus on is uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, you brought up... Uh, let's see here. Yeah, 6 uh, verses 9. Oh, excuse me. What verses were they, bud? First Corinthians <laughs> 6, 9, and 10. There we go. There we go. I found them. All right. So right here we see that in a single sentence, much of the sins are, are all lumped together. Uh, it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor relivers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Most people right there want to stop at homosexuality. Well, and I don't understand why we underline that. Somehow we get caught up on that. Yeah. Here, here's what I want to be concerned. I guarantee you, like I mentioned before, there's more adulterers. And by adulterers, I mean... Um, 
are you addicted to pornography? Are you mm-hmm. staring at the girl in the yoga pants walking right. down the street? Yeah. Because according to Christ, it's where your heart is. Hey, it's the same. It's the same thing. And not only that, he, he says, nor idolaters. Anything you put before God can is most likely an idol in your life. I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you that counts for the guy rushing out of church mm. to catch mm. the football game. Right. You or, know? The, or the greedy, or the drunkards. I mean... There's there's so much <laughs> in that one, uh, so it's two verses, but one sentence. There's so much there, and yet for some reason it always falls on homosexuals. Right. When the problem there is, is that that accounts for a small fraction. I guarantee you there's more, there's oh, more heterosexual certainly. men in the church that are dealing with, um, you know, uncontrollable lustful urges Towards or another, towards or, a woman. or straight up having an affair, right. um, and yet that yeah. gets overlooked. Nowhere in the Bible does it describe homosexuality as a greater sin Correct. than the others. Correct. I mean, all sin's offensive to God. Correct. And so I think what the biggest thing is here is if if somebody, to what you were saying, you know, someone's preaching that that these things are okay, it would be just as if they were saying it's okay to be an adulterer. That's fine. You know, because it's it's all how you feel. Right. If you you know, if you're married to this person, but you find yourself in love with this other person, it's okay to have, you know, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, that in and of itself is not, uh, is not the gospel, yeah. and and you need to be, um, yes, afraid of those churches. But I don't think um, that being afraid of, you know, unwanted advances or something like that, <laughs> I I don't think that's I don't think that's a good enough reason. You you need to come at me with something more than that. Unwanted advances, uh, which is why maybe you don't join a group, I think is what he was getting at. Sure. I mean, I, I can see you don't want to send your kids by themselves to something. Sure, but or, that goes without that goes without saying for absolutely, everything. Absolutely, or have your, your, your young son being mentored by an another an older guy in the church. That you guy don't in the know church. or don't right. know well enough. Yeah. yeah. And... Certainly, you know, my job has brought me in the midst of a lot of these sexual sins uh, as I investigate, you know, the legal aspects of them in and outside of the church. Um, you know, I've, I've investigated uh, people who held leadership roles in the church that have been sexually assaulting children, and I've done so outside of the church. It's... It's scary how how indifferent we are with non-Christians when it comes to this stuff. Like how we're all this, statistically, we're so close. For sure. But to get back to the fear uh, that David's talking about, is he gay? For this to keep someone from the church or to for, come up with this reason, I'm not going to go to church because I think... I think the rest of his book talks about this, and I think we'll end up talking about it eventually, is historically how the church is becoming more feminine. Sure. And so maybe the words that the pastor's using, talking about personal relationships and intimacy with Jesus, you know, a man thinks of like an intimate relationship with another man, like, 
Yeah. And, and maybe that's where he's coming from is, wow, like this, this is not comfortable to me. It's not normal sure. for me. Sure. And I've been there. I, I, sure. I've, I've been there. I've listened to the words that were being sung and thought, that's just weird to say. Like, <laughs> um, so I, I can, I can get on board with that for sure. And, and statistically, I think too, or historically, um, those lyrics have been changing more, more with a relational focus and guys are just, that's not how we're wired. And mm-hmm. I think it is kind of, um, pushing folks away to that respect. Um, but you know, we're at, uh, 24 minutes. So well, a lot longer than we a thought. A lot we longer than get. we thought. Maybe we did have a lot to talk well, about. Well, it's it's because we we do plan on doing a podcast on sexual sin sometime in the future. Sometime it's going to come up. Uh, who knows? And we will talk about you know homosexuality and lust and pornography that stuff in depth. And I think that's where we drew a little bit from this. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, this is not that podcast. Not. Sorry if it started to become that podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never heard this excuse before. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it's real. And if this has ever been a concern of yours. Please email us at the gathering for men at gmail.com. Thank you because I was completely drawing a blank. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything that uh, I can think of as far as um, this fear. And uh, look forward to jumping into the next one. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.